I mean, I've smoked a lot in my life, but like my preferred way to smoke was out of the bong. And That's insane. I was hitting the bong like every 15 to That's 20 minutes. Terrifying to me. All day. And like terrifying. And the weed I smoked. And you never had anxiety or like no. paranoia or like in, like thoughts that spiral on repeat and don't turn off and you're just like I, when is this going to end? When am I going to be normal again? I want my thoughts off. I want to get I hate being in my brain. Hi guys, it's Al. Thanks for tuning in to Al Anonymous. Today I will be talking to my friend Jason about weed addiction, partying, and small town woes. And I must remind you I have a Patreon, and if you subscribe to it, I send you care packages made with love. It's like an Al subscription, birch box kind of thing. Anyway, if you don't feel like subscribing, it would mean a whole lot to me if you reviewed Al Anonymous with Al Bedell on iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts and also spread the word. This is a free podcast and I am here for you. I love you. Enjoy. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Al Anonymous. This is Al. I have a guest, as I usually do, since it is my show and I'm the only one on it. I have no co-host. It's just me. So I have to find guests all the time. But it's so lovely to have guests all the time. And today I have my friend Jason. Do you want to say hi? Hey. Jason, what are we going to talk about today? Um, well, it's, it's a good question. We're going to talk about uh, weed. Yeah. Well, you know that this is a mental health, wellness, addiction recovery, lifestyle podcast. Yeah. So that that's generally what we'll be discussing. Basically Definitely. every episode, but like a different iteration. And today, weed. Yeah, weed. The, the thing that people say you can't get addicted to. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you what do you want to say to those people? <sighs> I mean, good luck. Because uh, you can? Uh, you definitely can. Um, it's it's not physically addicting, but... Really? But there is a dependency that at least I found in it. As an addict, I find that I can become addicted to anything. Yeah, I mean, I've always said that I've never had an addictive personality, but I've come to find that I definitely have an addictive personality. That is the first step. Yeah, admission, right? Uh, yeah, Admitting. Yeah. My name's Jason, and I'm a weed addict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I've never been to NA, but I'm pretty sure that's how it would go. Yeah, I'm Hi, sure. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you ever been to a meeting? No, I've never been to a meeting. So I guess, would this be my first share? Yeah, yeah. This is your qualification. Great. Your first share. So, yeah, qualify. Yeah, I recently got my first token, Um it was my 69th day of not 420. Wow. Uh, that an, sure is <laughs> a major step. A milestone yeah, to um, mark. Well, congratulations for real, but also <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, 69 um, yeah. is funny. Yeah, it's funny. The number stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The funny numbers. It's I can't believe it. 69 I mean, days is, that's, a lot, that's like over three months. It's, yeah. Or wait, no. 90 days is three months. Yeah. So, Math. I mean, I've been smoking weed for 16 years of my life yeah let's talk about your relationship with weed that is a long that's about how long i've been drinking so yeah um well we've, we've been the, drinking a lot longer than that but yeah that's that's true <laughs> full she, disclosure we should we should probably say that right. um al and i've known each other for like since middle school now. since middle school jason used to bully me when i was in seventh grade oh, come on eighth grade seventh i, I guess know. i should have said that we shouldn't have brought that out yeah <laughs> But it's okay. Everyone bullied it me. It was like a, you know, a friendly bully thing. But then like, I got my braces off and everyone was nice to me. I like stole Al's giraffe magnet out of her locker in middle school. Maybe you were just flirting with me. I don't think so. I don't think you were either. Yeah, that, that's weird. <laughs> I know. Um, anyways, but I mean. <laughs> we go back. Yeah, we've known saying. each other for a long time. And we come from a town that 
was notorious there's, for partying. There's really nothing else to do where we come from it, yeah. but drink and do drugs. Yeah. So but, we like, got our early tastes. People talk about the suburbs and how it's so bleak and there's nothing to do and it's all these chains and it's super sad and depressing. Where we grew up, it was that was like a luxury to have like to go to a chain store. Yeah. Every single house from my house, all of my friends, they all lived 40 minutes away, like at least. And there was nothing to do. No coffee shops or anything like that. Well, there was the Kipsy. There was the Kipsy, yeah. The Cubby Hole I loved. No, it's a really small, small city of like 40,000, 50,000 people. It's yeah. not even really a city. It's just like a s- suburban But sprawl. we didn't even, we didn't go to Poughkeepsie schooling. We went no. to Hyde Park, which is a very small town. Super. Um, just north of Poughkeepsie. Yeah, very. Where Vassar is, where the cubbyhole was. Very old town in the sense that like, you know, it was very stuck in like the 50s and 60s. Um, mm-hmm. Well, FDR lived there. Yeah, he did. Um, during the summers, that's uh, where he spent the his New summers. Deal. And then, yeah, he, he did. He, was, he actually uh, he built was not our bad. he built our middle school. He not did himself, but but uh, he had it. Built. His public works program did. Yes, yeah. it, it was once a high school. This is so fascinating to the listeners. I I'm bet. sure they love it. <laughs> a, little, a little history. I guess they didn't know that you were I, so serious. I I give like a lessons on. FDR kind of, not frequently, but I I randomly did. Like two days ago, my friend is talking about like, there was a, she said there was a shooting on Roosevelt Island. And I was like, you do know that that was uh, a quarantine island for polio. And then I talked about how, (laughs) I'm not laughing at what I'm about to say. I talked about how FDR had polio and was in a wheelchair. And also our high school mascot, which was (laughs) insane (laughs) Um, (laughs) anyway i know a lot about the roosevelts i'm sure you do too yeah me too actually i was um i was homeschooled for a little bit uh when i was really young probably when i was in first and second grade well the girl who didn't know anything about fdr was also homeschooled yeah coincidentally um i my mom would always take me somewhere every friday as like uh you know like a trip to like learn something and every friday i'd request that we'd go to the fdr presidential library and home um i loved it there that's really nice yeah that's super nice but yeah our our town is not really known for much other than a diner a drive-in and high school kids getting wildly fucked up yeah dying very young yeah we drinking and driving we lost a lot of friends before we moved out of there yeah we did actually yeah in our teens yeah um but, I mean, yeah, we started drinking really early on. <laughs> yeah, because there's really nothing else to do. And uh, I don't know. There's something about that town. Yeah, it's a little cursed. It kind of is. But I think, I mean. But it's like any it's like any small rural town yeah, in America. Yeah, there's, exactly. That's why we have this opioid crisis and addiction in general and just mental health care and all the things. Yeah. The resources are not for everybody, but let's talk about weed. So you, let's talk about weed. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, the first time I got stoned, I was, uh, I was at a person's house who we know that he had two, his parents had two houses. One had, uh, a pool. Oh, the pool house. The pool house. And I wrote um, about this pool house in my first novel. Yeah. (laughs) It was this notorious pool house and... You know, all the the stoners would get stoned there, and I was with our one punk friend who had a mohawk, and it was winter, and there was a blue plastic bong. And, oh, I remember the mohawk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> threw some snow in the bong, and you know, I got really, really stoned. Um, I tried to smoke a few times before that, but it doesn't just, work the first few times. I, I just learned. didn't like. Because I tried, I didn't know how to smoke. I like, tried really hard. I'd never smoked cigarettes before that because, like, I I sang and I was like really like scared to like hurt my voice. Okay. So, um, <laughs> like, I just didn't know how to inhale or like you know like or smoke a bowl or anything like that. And the bong made sense. So, um, 
I just had this like very quintessential get, getting stoned for the first time. We like ate Hot Pockets and they were the most delicious thing oh, I'd yeah. ever had. And we watched Dazed and Confused and I laughed till I cried. I remember the first like munchy situation I had. I was drinking Evian and I was like, this is the best tasting water. I understand yeah. why this is better than yeah. regular water. But like, and I was, that was the first time I was like actually high. Yeah, it was a really great time and it progressively just got, you know, better and better. I was just always having fun wow. smoking weed. And I wish I could say the same. You know, I there literally was, never had a good time after the water thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> like ever. I, I, I don't recall you smoking much weed. I always just remember you, you being around, like, I would like be at around. the garage when we would hang yeah, out. Yeah, I would at be the around. Pad. Well, I'd be wasted. And like yeah. driving. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, you're a little convertible. Yes, I had a convertible. Let's, let's, I should tell people before we start recording that I don't want to talk about my Chrysler Sebring. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't ask, I didn't ask you what was off the table. So, yeah. sorry. Well, now everybody knows. That's what I drove in high school. Yeah. Well, you, you talked about it on the pod before, actually. Did I? Yeah, with Wynn. It's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. He loves to bring that up. Yeah. He's he's a funny guy like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, our, our small town was just so boring. And, like, mm -hmm. we obviously got out really quickly and for good reason. But there was nothing to do there other than to, during the days, smoke weed and at nights go to whatever parties there were. Yeah, like in the woods or like at the one at bar the, in town. Yeah, well, yeah that we were allowed in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I remember buying cigarettes when I was like 13. At Tito's. Exactly. <laughs> and beer. Yeah. At yeah. Tito's I on tell the corner. People, I tell people about that and they're just like, wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so skip ahead 16 years. Yeah. Weed, is it still fun for you? So um, three years ago, let's skip ahead 13 years ago, okay. some quick math. Um, I got like, I was losing my voice every day. Um, and you're a singer. Yeah. Well, I just like my talking voice. Like I wasn't even singing at that point. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to embarrass you. It's fine. I went to school for voice. Yeah. I uh, think about my voice now too. I yeah, like have different voices. It's something you have to be conscious about. Um especially in your line of work. My line of work. Um, so three years ago, I started losing my voice every day. I was having all these throat pains. Like my my throat was literally feeling like it was constricted like a garden hose. Wow. Um, and you're like, I wonder what, why is this happening? I was happening, like, what the hell happening is happening? <laughs> and I went to a bunch of different ENTs and like the second to last ENT I saw saw this little bump in my throat and she's like, I don't want to scare you, but like you could have cancer. And I was like, what? Wait, I went to an ENT and she did, said like the same thing to me and it scared the shit out of yeah, me. And then the I kind shit out of And me. then I just kind of forgot about it. So I, I obviously <laughs> didn't forget about that. I was like, <laughs> yeah. um, all right. She's like, I should probably, anyway. Yeah, go, the, we'll talk about that out, <laughs> offline. But yeah. uh, <laughs> She basically is like, you need to go see my colleague who wrote like the book on this robotics, robotic surgery thing. And I was like, okay. Dude, I really feel like that's what she was trying to get me to do too. Well, maybe we saw the same person. Was she on 84th Street between <laughs> no, Lex and 3rd? She was in Chinatown. Oh, okay. Um, but so, that's where I go to the dentist. Yeah, so she... She was just like, go see this guy. And thankfully he had a cancellation and could see me within 48 hours, saw me and was like, no, you don't have throat cancer. You just have really bad acid reflux. And I was like, what? He's like, you have this thing and I'm going to butcher this. It's called laryngopharyngeal reflux or LPR or silent reflux. Wow. Those are all really pretty names yeah, for children. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't funny. Yeah, it's, uh, sorry. it's all good. I'm sorry for the children. Um, <laughs> so you have, so I have LPR. I have LPR, a silent reflux, and I, I did a lot of research. And silent. It, it's, it's basically, it means that it, it's silent in the sense that you don't get classic heartburn. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have those like 
GERD or like acid reflux issues, you know, like, but you, you, you lose your voice, you have these throat pains. Sometimes you feel like you have like a lump in your throat. From acid getting reflux. Yeah, basically like acid coming up. And your, burning and your burning throat. burning your throat. Mm. Um, so it wasn't from smoking weed. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I, this doctor basically told me I had to quit smoking, drinking, and I had to go on this really, really awful diet. Um, low acid, low fat, no dairy, no nuts, no chocolate, no mint, no spices. I basically was like, what What can I eat? Like besides yeah. just vegetables and like chicken breasts or something like that, you know, wow. fish. Yeah, I mean, I was just really constrained. And for anybody who knows me. You well, like, like food. I love food. It was like, I... I've always joked about like, oh my God, what would I do if like I had a food allergy or like, I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't eat whatever I wanted. I'd just kill myself. Really? And, wow. I mean, I've... Your tolerance is low. Yeah, I... For discomfort, I, I guess. Well, Inconvenience. It's, it, it's not. It was just like... <laughs> I just didn't want to change, you know? And, yeah, that is and that's, a really big uh, first step thing, too. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to change anything about my lifestyle. So I decided I would just stop drinking because, like, I've, like, obnoxiously to you and some of our other friends, I've never, like, had a problem with drinking. Like, when we lived in, like, Bushwick, I would always, like, say, like, you know, two to three drinks two to three nights a oh, week. Oh, yeah, we would max. all we and would like, all make fun of you for that. Yeah, everyone Because everyone else was blacked out <laughs> every a, single... raging alcoholic Every, every single night. night of the week, sometimes the yeah. morning, sometimes full-on benders. Yeah, I just never... No jobs. I never processed alcohol well. Like, I could drink, but, like, the next day for me, like, I, I don't know, I moved down to the city when I was 19, and I spent, like, two years literally straight of just being out every night drinking and like trying all the things that I'd never tried. And you didn't in have a good small time. Town. I had a great time, but like when I was like 23, all of a sudden I started getting these like violent hangovers that would like, I would have like a day or two of recovery. Yeah. Like classic. Drinking gets bad. Yeah, it gets bad. So I just, I was like, I can't, I just can't function like this. Like, I'm like, I need to do things in my life. And so I just figured out a way to curb that. But like, I was always more of just like, I don't really care that much about drinking. Like, I love smoking weed. You love weed. smoking weed. Like, yeah. So that's why drinking wasn't a problem because you had weed to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, cannabis. Like, cannabis. Amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Legalize it. And I was like, oh. Is it like, legal yet? No, not in New York City. Um, but... You know, I was like, oh, like weed is so good for you. Like it's so great. And, you know, I, I started this acid reflux diet. It was awful. I found a few things that I like to eat, but, you know, I, I went through the motions and I was like, I, I was still smoking. And like I told myself I wasn't going to drink, but then it was like summer and I was like, yeah. you know, like drinking. Changing your lifestyle is yeah. a lot of work. It was a lot of work. And I went through. You have to think about it 24-7 basically. Yeah, I went through like waves and even flow with it. And like basically like it came down to like, you know, the quarantine happened. And like March 13th, it's like Friday the 13th. It's like when like my like job shut down and I was like at home and for the first time I felt like really like not stressed about working and all these things and like so quitting weed was easier well I didn't quit oh, sorry, weed at sorry, that sorry. Point. Okay, but like right, right, right. like my <laughs> stress levels were down a lot and uh -huh. that also is a huge contributor to acid reflux um so my stress levels were down I was like I'm just gonna try eating some stuff and amazingly like i had no issues eating anything i was smoking i was drinking everything was good so was this ent just pulling both of our, our legs i don't know but <laughs> but basically things got kind of dark in the summer i just you know for how everyone just got that like cloud over them like, oh right the summer was something yeah i mean like basically when like at, like like a month or two after all the uprisings started in the end of May, like I think everyone just got like a little like burnt out and fatigued. And also it was just like, this is never going to end. 
and I started really smoking. Like, I mean, I've smoked a lot in my life, but like my preferred way to smoke was out of the bong. And That's insane. I was hitting the bong like every 15 to That's 20 minutes. Terrifying to me. All day. And like, terrifying. And the weed I smoked. And you never had anxiety or like no. paranoia or like in, like thoughts that spiral on repeat and don't turn off. And you're just like, I, when is this going to end? When am I going to be normal again? I want my thoughts off. I want to get, I hate being in no. my brain. The only time that's my, what happens to the me. The only time I've ever time. felt like that was when I've like accidentally taken meth or like done wow. like, you know, like really speedy MDMA or whatever was going around in Bushwick, like five plus years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, weed brings me so close to my brain. Yeah. And I think that's why I drank so much because I would just like drown all, yeah. the, all the thoughts out. All yeah. of them. For me, it was like... But you like your thoughts. Well, I didn't get that. You know, I didn't like... Oh, I mean, you don't have bad thoughts? I don't have bad thoughts on that's nice. weed. Yeah. Um, and I, I had bad thoughts on with, with drinking, but more so I had like awful body feelings when I was drinking. So I think that's just what kept me away from it. But, um, you know, in the summer I was like really drinking and smoking. And then I think it was like by the end of September, I made a decision that I was like, I mean, I was, my throat was just like swelling again. I was starting to lose my voice and I was mm-hmm. like, the this throat. sucks. Yeah. The I, have to, I have to do something about this. So, you know, I had bought all this food and was like going for like a last hurrah. And then I made the decision that I was going to quit drinking and I was going to try to quit smoking, mm-hmm. like for real. Yeah. Um, you know, I've taken breaks in my life before and I think I've lasted like six months one time. That's pretty um, good. Which is pretty good. But like all the other times it was like just like, a couple days or a week, you know? Yeah, a <laughs> like, story of recovering. Yeah, and it wasn't even I was, like, trying to recover. I was like, I'm not getting high anymore. I just need to take a break so that way I can get high again. Yes, that is a, a story of recovery also, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you it's know. It's not and, working anymore. Yeah, it's not working. I need to flush <laughs> yeah. so I can, like, detox and get back to where I was. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, end of September, I decided I was going to just really make some changes. And I'd I'd really committed with, I hadn't drank, I hadn't like eaten anything bad for me. And I was starting to slow down my smoking, but I still was smoking. Mm -hmm. And you're basically living like a monk lifestyle. Yeah. The problem is, is that with the diet, like you just like can't eat a ton. And I was also getting bored of food. So I... I mean, this is crazy, but like, right because you couldn't, you weren't allowed to eat the good stuff. Yeah, I basically like I came really close to like fighting an eating disorder. Um, I lost twenty pounds because you actually couldn't eat, and then it became a thing. Well, it's not that I couldn't eat; it's just like the things I could eat. I just only could eat certain things, and I was eating them constantly, and like I just got bored, and then I'd like. I wouldn't eat breakfast. You would restrain. And like I'd start skipping meals. Or what and is like, the word they use? Yeah. Uh, you were restricting. Yeah. I mean, I was basically like intermittent fasting, but yeah. like but that's, not with a goal in mind. I was just like yeah. bored of food and like I couldn't take it anymore. That's a slippery slope to no, uh, for sure. getting an actual eating disorder, which is not addressed usually. Especially like with At men. All. Yeah, no, I was going to say with men. I mean, I lost like, 15% of my body weight basically and I think it was Halloween day like I looked at myself in the mirror and like my hip bones were like sticking out I could like see my skull and I like I was mm. like I need to get on a scale this is bad and I like saw how much I weighed and I, I actually like cried Scary. a little bit yeah I was like this is bad so I'm that's when I knew that like you needed to eat again i needed to eat again but like i also like you needed, i needed to heal myself right. and that's when i decided that i was f- actually gonna you're quit. doing it yeah. yeah when you know you know yeah which is so illuminating yeah it's such a good feeling it, it and wasn't solid. good in the it wasn't good well, in the moment at all right right but, that <laughs> but i knew a little bit I of a knew, rock bottom i knew that i had come to a point where i was like i can't I can't see myself go on like this. Right. So, 
you know, I made the decision that I wasn't going to smoke and it took me like a couple more days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, eventually I was like, I, I, I was only hitting the bong like once a day and I was telling myself like I was at a good place. And then there was one night I, I smoked. That's kind of like the uh, dr- uh, alcoholic equivalent of just wine with dinner. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, totally. I mean, like, <laughs> I was, like, waiting until after work was done and, like, treating myself to one bong hit, you know? And I was just like, you know, by the end of it, like, I wasn't getting stoned. It wasn't making me hungry. It wasn't making me feel good at all, actually. It was hurting me. Like, mm-hmm. I would inhale and it could feel it in my throat and, and you still just, never got the bad thoughts wow i mean i had the bad thoughts Jealous. of like oh this is gonna kill me one day but right. like not right. like the racing bad thoughts I guess, or the I paranoia think that just sounds like a me problem i mean i just i was the person that would smoke a 100 straight sativas like yeah actively seek those strains out <laughs> like the active yeah. stuff or what our friend That's pat likes terrifying. to call like the the horrible child creepy music dreams what oh he that's has, terrifying well, he yeah. has all these words for I guess for pat, jason's weed as he would say yeah pat and i have had discussions about what weed does to us yeah um he's he's on team psycho <laughs> i'm just kidding we, we don't use ableist language here it's just my lived experience with the the thoughts. I mean, weed is, it will make you psychotic though. It, will, it really, I guess. It'll make psychotic, you schizophrenic. And um, also it inhibits you from being able to drive. Like I remember I got really stoned as a teen and I could, I, there was no way I could operate my vehicle uh, that's and a, I would drink and drive all the time. But like, uh, there was no way I just like stayed in my car. I think I slept in my car until morning actually. Yeah, see, that's, Terrified. A, that's a bad thing. The only time I've Which ever... Which I guess is probably a good thing. Oh, it's a great thing for... Yeah. I wasn't, like, drunk driving, like, yeah, I'm I'm good. This yeah. is fine. I, I, had a, I had a problem with driving. I've had a car the last five years, and I... The only time I've never drove on substances was when I was on acid a lot. I just couldn't drive on acid or mushrooms. I know I drove on mushrooms one time. I, I've driven with you before. It's... it's a ride maybe i should have put that on the table and not talk about um but yeah i mean like i would smoke and drive yes you would and i would preload and like take an an edible yeah and you thought that you were like fine i mean i i was fine the people in the passenger seat (laughs) would say otherwise i mean just so you know yeah it was like a joke you've You've been in the car with Jason, right? <laughs> We're survivors. Yeah, I'm a really aggressive driver, and I drive really fast. And that's something Smoke I've weed. also have to have had been dealing with lately, and been trying to to be better, to value my life and others' lives. Oh, isn't that su- such a cool thing that comes with sobriety? That you like actually want to work on yourself and being a better person. Yeah. Because I've been, there's like nothing else to do really. Yeah, I've been struggling with that word sobriety. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I know we, we use it loosely we here do. on the pod. Um, we do. I guess uh quitting weed. Yeah. I was trying to think of like Substances. you know how there's like like Cali sober where like, you know, you only smoke weed or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of like what's the one where you don't smoke weed. Like, you know, you could be like Singapore sober because they like put people to death there, like for wow. smoking weed. I don't know. But um You've thought about this before. I, I've had a like <laughs> a few and a <laughs> yeah, half months of think- nonstop thinking and I've because yeah. I've the reason I smoke so much weed is, is just because I wanted to not think. Yeah. And that's what did it for me. That's awesome that it had that effect on you. I yeah. mean, it's not, but here we are. Here now, we are. Clear headed. And it's terrifying at first. It was it's, awful. It sucks so I bad. Was, it sucks so, 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 oh, so, man. so bad. The first two weeks, like, you just would not have wanted to be around me. Mm-hmm. I was angry and like just showing all the classic symptoms of withdrawal, which mm-hmm. is like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like. Oh, weed's not physically addicting. Or like, yeah, but it's super mentally addicting. Like, yeah, like any de- addiction. Yeah, just the mental dependency. Like, I couldn't walk out of my house without getting stoned. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, having to do that was hard. Wow, um, I didn't realize it was that much of a problem for you, though. 
I just that you couldn't walk see. That's out the of thing, your, though. It's like I didn't know. It was such a silent. Uh, I smoked addiction. by myself, and that yeah, and know? that's when you. That's kind of when you know it's a problem. Yeah, I but like you it know started out where I was like hanging around with people in our hometown, just like getting stoned. But then like that turned into me like selling weed, and then that turned into me like selling weed when I moved to the city. Yeah, this and, is a classic story that does not. I mean, go I've well I've sold end. like every drug except for cocaine and heroin like uh, at some point like i've had like i've gotten into a drug i've bought like a shit ton of it and then i'm just like oh this is really good stuff like i'm sure like a lot of other people want to enjoy it i can't believe you're too. talking about this but yeah no this is all true yeah um, jason always had the best stuff i was a quality <laughs> freak as much i mean we if we're going to talk about mental illness on this podcast um yeah you want to talk about your ocd <laughs> <laughs> I've never really talked about it or been diagnosed. But that's or... why I am wary, because my OCD manifests in spiraling thoughts. Yeah. Whereas you're, maybe you're just very particular. I think I'm, I'm I mean, like, I could see, like, compulsions and things like that. Yeah, like, you have I mean, more I, compulsions. I have more obsessions. Because, like, I, I used to, like, I used to, like, count in fives and, like... Oh, yeah, and you hate odd numbers. Yeah, I, don't, I like, really... It was like a, I was there was just like I had some really freaky stuff about numerical. Yeah, I remember in 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 high school, like the volume had to be on an even oh, number. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, just like weird little ticks, but like you know, I'm definitely a person where like things have their place, and like I have weird little rules about things in my house that mm-hmm. like just don't make sense to other people. Nope. But they make sense to me, and they make my life work, which. I need that. A happy Jason is a happy everybody else. (laughs) You hear that, everyone on the road? Drivers? Yeah, get out of my way, toot toot. (laughs) But, um, yeah, uh, it's it's crazy how, you know, you always laugh about weed not being a gateway drug. Like, oh, it's just just weed. And, like, I've always thought about, like, weed isn't a drug until... You know, a month later, I quit, and I was like, "Weed is like the drug. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the one that gets you into all of them." I think it's like, like the o- it may be the only drug that I will ever approach with extreme caution. You know, others. Honestly, like, me too. Yeah, I, I'm scared because I know there will be a time that I will smoke weed at, at one point again. I don't maybe, think I'll ever smoke weed again, or maybe drink alcohol, I won't. Which is nice, but I'm not. I'm, you know, I'm not ruling it out because I know that even if I don't want to smoke weed ever again that there may be the possibility that i you know make may take a step back and well um, you want to know what we say in the program sometimes jason yeah sure one day at a time yeah for sure one day at a time sometimes you could tell yourself you know what i'll just smoke weed tomorrow and that's like kind of a good way to get over whatever mental addiction problem you're having yeah just oh i'll just do it tomorrow instead yeah, I, I mean, can wait. I'm definitely, I mean, I'm a known control freak. Uh, and I exhibit that on myself a lot. Like I have, I have weed in my house. Like I've had it in my house since I quit and do, I, it's just been sitting there. Do you need it there to feel like you're restricting in a way? Maybe, maybe it like, it didn't. Like I like I have the power over it to not. Yeah, touch. I don't. I can I don't see know. that. I can, I can see that. Maybe subconsciously, but I just like had a bunch of it, and like, I mean, I'm the kind of person like I had. I can like, see that working for you and your me, personality. You know? I had like. A, Were you still selling it when you? Quit? No, so I actually I I stopped selling stuff. Like I I turned thirty and I was like, it's time. I was like, I gotta stop this shit. Like. I don't need to get in trouble. Like, you know, yeah. I was like selling like acid and ketamine and like. Wow, this is a big MDMA. reveal. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I like, I just was like, I don't want to go to jail. Like I've, I've gotten arrested and gone to bookings before. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't ever want to actually go to like real jail, you know? Yeah. I went to real jail uh, after I got my second DWI because I, didn't want my parents to pick me up and I said I'd rather go to jail. Yeah. So they sent me to real jail and boy. Yeah. That was a you, mistake. But you wanted to call your parents that. Yeah, that was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> the law is scary. That's a that's a topic for another conversation. For sure. 
But yeah, the law is scary and a way to make you not want to do drugs. Yeah, it never worked on me. It was just my throat hurting. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad. But yeah, you don't want to get in trouble. That. No, I didn't want to get in trouble. But I also, I my main focus was just like I don't want to feel bad every day. And I would love to eat things. Yeah. And that's when, you know, restricting substances, sobriety. What did you say? Singa- Singapore sobriety? <laughs> Singapore sober. I don't think we should say that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, it's a part of growing up. Yeah. And yeah, just like when when you realize that you are addicted that you are an addict that it's it's a hard it it sucks to realize it feels really bad no for sure i mean it feels really bad that's why it's the first step it takes a really long time to get there yeah there was that like shame guilt part of it that at first you know like the first week was like super tough and then like the next week i was just like why was i just like why was i doing this to myself constantly Uh like yeah nobody else smoked weed like i did maybe like but that's not true i mean because you were doing it in private so imagine all the other people who probably are too oh i know i mean there's plenty of people who smoke more than me or like you know like smoked stronger forms of like weed than me but like i just meant like in like our friend group like there was no one else that was like really really smoking like i was always that guy yeah like, no we're all, token toker we're our friend group is a bunch of alcoholics for yeah, sure yeah for sure so i mean <laughs> different you're like the black sheep yeah <laughs> you don't drink you're not cool yeah that was i mean i always then that was hard for me like i'm sorry in, in bushwick like when we all lived there um, from like, I don't know. It was like well, tw- Bushwick, we can say the same about there being nothing else to do but drink. But drink? <laughs> well, there was drugs, so. Well, yeah. When we lived when we lived in Bushwick, there really wasn't anything but bars. It was, yeah, bars and like Bossa Nova. Yeah. I mean, I. It was, it was a really good time. It was five years say. of constant drug use because yep. I didn't drink. I was always doing drugs um and like a lot of shitty drugs often too um it was i mean i definitely have shaved many days months years Mm -hmm. off my life that's another thing that happens when you're partying people yeah and like you're shortening your lifespan i don't remember any of it which is really sad that is a very scary thing i know it was fun (laughs) yeah i've I've like recently found a, an old iPhone in my apartment and I powered it up and like looked I through pictures. I wouldn't want to do that. No, it was great. There was like pictures of all of us just at um, like the Roberta's pizza tent, you know, and like That is cute. Uh all the like bars that we used to go to and it was just like it was nice. I was like, "Oh man, I like foggily remember that time." Yeah, there are so many times I I don't r- recall at yeah, all. Yeah, or like being on your roof at at uh, Jefferson, mm-hmm. hashtag 1945. Yeah, that's the co- Actually, it's still the code to get into the building. <laughs> I tried it recently when I was over there for some godforsaken reason. I still, have, I still have that saved in your contact on my phone in case. Well, I would tell, <laughs> so the code to get into my building, I would say, it is the year the war ended. And people would be like, what? <laughs> and then, you know, the big one. <laughs> and... 1945. 1945. That was the code. And it's, FDR. Yeah. FDR. Actually, I feel like there's a lot of relearning we should probably do about all of that. Yeah. I don't really remember learning any of that in high school. I don't know how I know that. Um, I was like drunk for I mean, high school too. High school. <laughs> and, you know, I, can't, I don't remember anything anymore. I don't know if it's yeah. from all the years of blacking out or my SSRIs, but that's another conversation. I mean, it was definitely just like all the years of teenage drinking and like. Yeah, I think we ruined our brains. You also like, not to put you on the spot, but like you like had like a, a cocaine moment when you were like in high school too. Yeah, actually, yeah, that was the only time I wasn't drinking. Because yeah, because I was you were trying. Doing, yeah. I, well, I, I actually, I wasn't trying to get addicted. I no, tried you, it. No, you were trying to not drink, and you were like, is that what other, happened? I think so. No, I think I just tried coke, oh. and I was like, I fucking love yeah. this feeling, like. 
I, I still feel like Coke is like my first love, like oh, straight man. up, like more than alcohol, because it like that was my first like true addiction. Like I needed it always. Like <sighs> I've never had the need to be drunk all the time. But when I was doing Coke, I, it was a serious problem. I was spending like like $500 a day on it. Just not my money, my dad's. Yeah, you and just like skipping school and driving to like Schenectady to like get fish scale at like sixteen years old. Sixteen, yeah. You're like, you're just, actually the reason I didn't try cocaine for so long. I'm glad or, I can or, or like hard drugs like that. Cool. Um, Poster child of what not to be. Yeah, I was twenty one when I first it was my twenty first birthday downtown. I feel like it was Honestly, at Lit Lounge. <laughs> I, I haven't touched... I want to say that I haven't touched Coke since I... I can't remember the last time I, I did it. got out... Or in college, I guess I did a little bit. But I haven't touched it since high school because I know how much I love it. And also, I got... I was doing it so much. I was doing so much Coke that it would just relax me. And I would just be so... I silent and I was doing it alone and there would yeah. be times where I I I was overdosing and I would have to like get myself out of an overdose like alone. I mean, when a drug and, starts having the opposite effect on you of what it's supposed to do. Exactly. Like, it's so scary. Yeah, at first I was like this is awesome. I feel so great and then it it, it I just became really introverted and yeah. and withdrawn and yeah. I all I cared about was was doing coke by myself. Yeah, like I'd smoke weed at night and I'd stay up for hours instead of like pass out on the couch. Like what? Like or it would just make me not want to eat food. I mean, it's just like That is another so thing. So weird. Wait, weed didn't make weed, No, but weed made you not want to eat food. I didn't food? get the munchies anymore. I just I smoked so much weed that it it didn't have those effects on me. Like weed made me just feel normal. Like mm-hmm. it, that is a that it was is like an breathing thing. oxygen or drinking water. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I fully get it. When I think of when I was really, really in my coke addiction, uh, when you say you couldn't walk out of the house without like taking a bong rip, that was that was me when I did pink coke, which I probably I never found again. Because I think that drug dealer in Schenectady drove off a bridge. <laughs> so that was the end of my Coke thing. Awesome. Because I never found Coke as good as whatever that pure yeah stuff was. And, like, I think that's, like, I mean, going back to, like, me being really obsessive about, like, the quality of, like, I had drug test kits to, like, make sure it was, like, you know... Like, it was what it was. That is a really great um, practice in yeah, harm reduction. For sure, for sure. I mean, I never, like, I mean, I was getting into, like, not more obscure drugs, but, like, you know, not the normal, like, coke like, and, like, like... Like the internet ones? Like, like research chemicals and stuff TQ. like that? Yeah. I mean, I've done a few of those. Um, nothing... I've never had a good time with those. Yeah, I mean, I I love psychedelics, and I, I, I still think I do. I haven't done them in months. But um, I haven't done them in, since the summer, actually. Cool. Um, but I, you know, I think I, I there was there was one summer in our Bushwick days that I did acid every weekend. Wow. Um, and I didn't plan on doing it every weekend. It just was like we're at the beach. Like, should we take these tabs? And I'd be like. I guess so. Like, you know, that was well, the, every time I like, oh my God, I remember one time I went to the beach and no one was drinking and I was going insane. <laughs> I was like, this is not fucking fun. I'm yeah. not having a good time. There's nothing to do. Yeah. Like, it was so hard for me to be at the beach if I wasn't drinking. Yeah. That, yeah. When you walk down the path and you walk past the house and through the orange coast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, I, there's a fun joke. But in our I, I like could not be at the beach. I was like, well, obviously we're going to get plastered in the sun yeah. and then keep it going once we get back to the city. Of course. Like well, a $90 was, Uber later. And that was the fun part about taking acid every weekend there was like, you know, like we would trip balls at the beach and then the party would just keep going until like two four six eight in the morning yeah. you know we'd end up on someone's roof or like 
we'd go to the path and then go to a Nauru for the you glory know, days. The glory days. But those are over. I'm just like way too old to be partying like I was in our days of partying. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had that time. I'm really glad I had that time as. Yeah, because someone it, makes that, you, it makes you cool. Yeah, well, no, I don't think it made me cool. <laughs> it's just I like I, I formed bonds with friends and like mm-hmm. I could have formed them elsewise, but like that's what we did. And I'm really like just happy to have made it out with, you know, some scratches. It's, and, you know, I I don't recommend it to everyone, um, you know. Uh, it's, so, sobriety or doing acid? Oh, just partying like we did. Oh, I mean, yeah. No, I don't recommend it to anyone at yeah, all, actually. I mean... If, I don't think anyone is doing well, after, like, from those days who continued to live like... I don't know. I don't think anyone I don't, is still I know, well, no, like that. That's the thing is no one is, I know has continued to live like that. Because that's um, how you die. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and we know that all too well at an early age that, mm-hmm. like, you know, you just party too hard and like what, what's the classic say if you get you fly too close to the sun like you're gonna burn for sure yeah um yeah man but yeah i mean it's it's been interesting like I've, I've definitely taken this kind of new view on life that i can have fun without smoking weed yeah it's you know, crazy i, 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 need I to can stop leave, crazy. it's wild yeah it's wild it's i mean it's eye-opening for sure yeah um, you know i can leave it's kind it, of amazing a, a huge revelation like I mean, oh my it, god i can do all these things yeah <laughs> it's it's amazing than that and like i'm sure like anybody listening that knows me is like this is crazy <laughs> we should be saying this you know but no, like, it's okay we can yeah crazy. It, it's i mean you would think if you heard that jason which my <laughs> nickname from our friend dan was the face of weed the face of weed. if you heard that i quit smoking you would think i like was off my rocker like or that i probably should be committed or something was wrong with me because like jason th- smoked a lot of weed that's just what i did yeah i i just want to go back to uh the mindset of what happens when the bad part of recovery goes away yeah i was just talking to my therapist today and i I finally revealed to her that I was once a drug dealer, too. Oh, man. And she was like, Allison, you have lived so many lives. And I was like, I know, right? And oh, I, was, I, I hate was, when people tell me that. And I was just I was like, but you want to know what? I, and it was so sincere and so huge at the moment. It was like an epiphany. I was like, but you want to know what the most wild thing is to me? I I don't drink anymore. I haven't had a drink in over two years. <laughs> like I have done such crazy, crazy stuff. I've been through the ringer, I guess you would say. Uh, I I've lived many lives, but the thing that amazes me the most is that I am I uh, sober, Cali sober, Singapore sober, whatever. But I don't drink, and yeah. I never thought I would ever, ever have that kind of st- constant in my life and amidst all of this uncertainty you know with the pando and the government and you know life life is uncertain you never know what's going to happen for sure having sobriety and like your state of mind your peace of mind your your clear mind your own sobriety whatever that is to hold on to is just a really solid foundation if you don't have anything else for me it's been that's been huge yeah i to get me through like these trying times i always laugh like it's always like a very normie person or like an older person that just never really like it seems they may have not like lived their full life or lived the way they wanted to that tells you like oh you've lived so many lives people have said that so young to you before oh yeah that was the first anyone said that to yeah me. i get that a lot I she mean, also like, said she was fascinated by the way my mind works ooh. and i was like is that a thing therapists say to everyone <laughs> is that a you must compliment? say that to all your patients i took it as a compliment but now it's like oh i guess you've never met someone with adhd and yeah like all the other things i have who knows yeah <laughs> Just a small town girl living in a 
Yeah. In Greenpoint. In Greenpoint. With a mind that is fascinating. <laughs> endless lives. We should title the podcast episode something about many lives. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll spitball that. Yeah. I feel as though we're nearing the end. Is there anything you want to say to our lovely listeners before we sign off? Um, I, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I know this is the point where we wrap, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. This is us wrapping. That's, I guess. That's me bringing guess, it in. I guess I would say that, you know, if if you think that you have a problem with weed, you should just give it a go and, and try just stop, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with Jason. <laughs> if Jason can quit weed, anyone could quit weed. I, I'm I, not joking yeah, about that. If, if I could stop smoking weed, I think a lot of people could do a lot more things than they think they're capable of. And, and it is possible. It is very hard, but it is possible. And I'm telling you, you guys that life just, you know, gets better. You get, happier you could get a richer inner life etc yeah i mean it it is possible and it's also possible to like have a good time doing it it may not be mm-hmm. fun at first but like i promise that it, it does get better it's worth it it's so worth it and i would say like don't let don't let anybody like laugh you down about like you quitting weed because like you quote unquote have a problem or like that you can't have a problem with we weed. We all like, have problems. You could have a problem with anything. Yeah. And I'm addicted to chocolate right now. I don't know what I'm gonna do about that, to be honest with you. <laughs> like for real. Yeah. I, it's I really, addictive. Yeah, I need I really want to have a podcast with someone who else has who's addicted to chocolate. Sweets addiction, a sweet tooth. But it's chocolate. Like if I don't have chocolate, chocolate every day, I'll get a headache. It's uh. it's not good right now. Anyway, that is a conversation for another episode. If you have a chocolate addiction, please hit my hotline, email, text me. You know how to contact me. Okay, this has been another episode of Al Anonymous with Jason Rivette, the face of weed. Weed no more. That was lame. And okay, signing off. It's been real. Good night. Thank you.